0: This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Balata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640
1: Toronto. Happy Sunday, everyone. And thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellata your host. And in real life, guys, I'm not only the host of the show, but I'm also a matchmaker. I am a dating coach, and I am the founder of SingleInTheCity.ca, connecting singles um, in the GTA for almost 20, well, no, 20 years plus almost 21 years. So thank you, everybody, for joining us tonight. It's time to get real with a parenting talk this week. Now, this week, I am joined by Dr. Nancy Lee, one of my all-time favorites on the show. And we're going to dive into this topic. Dr. Nancy is a clinical psychologist. She's based out of Beverly Hills, California. She's a leading practitioner of cognitive behavioral therapy, the author of Don't Sleep With Him Yet, A Badass Guide to Dating in 10 Empowering Steps. And tonight, we'll be discussing dating with kids, Advice for new step parents, how to build stronger relationships with your children and stepchildren, and so much more. So thanks for joining us again, Dr. Nancy Lee.
0: Thank you, Valora, for having me. I I am always thrilled to be your guest. We have some great
1: conversations. We really, really do. Okay, so let's dive right into the big talk topic of dating again when you have children. So a lot of people have a hard time dating again when they have kids because they know that this can be a lot for other people to deal with okay so how do you get past this feeling if you are experiencing this and how do you know that you're ready to start dating again
0: so thinking about goals and 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 of course you know there's kids who are 2-year-old toddlers and there're kids who are 20 year old off to college and then there's everything in between right so in terms of knowing that you're ready again i'm going to use the analogy of when do you know you're ready to be pregnant right or to ha- or to even have kids in the first place sometimes you never know and sometimes it's very planned so thinking about goals do you want to find a partner is that a priority in your life at the moment is it something that you'd rather put off a couple of years um, or even not finding a part like that maybe the one that partner but do you want do you want the companionship so really thinking about being goal driven what is it that i want what is it that i don't want or are my kids an absolute priority at this moment in time which is also fine. It's There's no one size fits all.
1: Okay, that's awesome. And, you know, when it comes to dating, everybody has their preferences, okay? Um, and, And many people who don't have children, and they're looking, they don't want to date people who have children. Do you see an issue with this at all?
0: You know, it's so funny that you asked me that because literally a week ago, <laughs> um, I was just getting into something with one of my patients. Um, she's in her mid-40s, um, has, has never really been in like a committed long-term relationship, is experiencing a lot of loneliness. She's a great person and really wants to be somebody, really wants to find somebody. Um, when we get into, you know, what's you know, what's tripping her up, what's challenging, what are her, you know, what what is she, what are what is she found rewarding about dating, what not rewarding. One of the things that has been an absolute deal breaker for her, and she dates, she meets people mostly through apps. She will not date people with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's we just have this discussion and You know, what, you know, what I said to her is something I'm going to say in a very just general way now is you're really closing yourself off to some great, really great people. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, sometimes in the case of women, they feel like, wait a minute, I don't want to get involved in the nitty gritty of, you know, the issues of, you know, of parenting or, I don't necessarily want to "quote unquote" compete with somebody I'm dating. He's going to be torn. Da, da, da. What I'm trying to say is, there are a lot of assumptions until you're really in every situation. Every you know family dynamic is different. Every dating relationship is different. But I will say that if somebody, as is my patient is saying, deal breaker, I'm not dating people with children. Just be aware that you may be really ruling out a lot of really good people.
1: You know what? And I totally agree with that, like 100%. Because I feel that a lot of people have kids nowadays, especially as we tend to get older. Uh, you're going to come across more divorcees with children in your quest to find love. And if you're not open to meeting someone you know, with kids, then you really, really, really may be limiting your dating pool. But then again, I mean, if you're open to taking the risks of not meeting someone, because listen, I truly believe there is somebody out there for for everyone. It just may be a little more difficult for you to find them. That's what I would have to say about that.
0: Not and and Laura, I I so agree with you that I'm going to even add something to not only is there somebody out there for everybody, there are there probably are multiple people out there for everybody. So, again, if you just look at it from the point of view of numbers and a numbers game, you hit it exactly so many people, especially at certain ages are you know they're going to be divorced or widowed with kids and these can be great some really great people that you're not going to be meeting and it's because of your own you know sometimes fears or assumptions or um yeah just ideas in your own mind of what it what it's like to date somebody with kids sometimes also people have dated people with kids and they've and they've had, um, yeah, maybe they've had a bad experience, but that doesn't mean that you're going to have the same experience with the next person.
1: And the, yes, and the experience may may differ depending on the ages of the children. If Absolutely. you're dating someone with real young children, then you, know, you may have to take on a mommy role, uh, depending on how old they are. But if the children are Older, like eighteen and older, maybe they left the nest. Then things are different. I dated someone with children, so and they were older. Um, and I'm dating someone now who has a thirteen-year-old. Totally different experience. Uh, so keep that in mind as well. Now it can also be really tricky um, to bring up kids when you're dating, whether you have them already, you want to have them, or you don't even plan on having them at all. So. At what point should this be discussed? How do you even bring this topic up? Like, let's talk about first dates, for example.
0: I think because it is part of who you are in your life. um, Just like, you know, you're you're not going to hide what you do for a living, right? It it defines you. It's part of who you are. So you're not going to, hopefully you're not going to hide that you have children. And especially because that does impact a relationship, it defines who you are to an extent. Um, so I would bring it, you know, I would bring it up that for, I think first aid is fine. As a clinician, I hear a lot from, and this is both from men and women, you know, I can't believe they didn't even mention that they had kids. They didn't put it in their profile and people are really put off by that. Um, not and, it, and it's not because they they it, it's not necessarily because it would have impacted their decision today, but because they feel that it is something that is so integral to that person's life that to not reveal that feels somehow disingenuous.
1: I also want to add that it's OK you know, and it's actually what Dr. Nancy said, I agree with her 100%, always mention that you have children, and they should also be in your bio, okay, on your profile, um, dating online, if you're using a matchmaker, and so forth. But where the issue happens is when you're on a first date and then you start talking about your children and their achievements I, and how great they are. And like, I'm sorry, but your date doesn't give a flying, okay? They don't care because they don't know you well enough yet to care about your children and their livelihood. And so please <laughs>
0: <rated>. <laughs> tell them you have
1: children, but don't get into deep conversations about your kids because that's going to turn your date off.
0: Laura, I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. <laughs> and I, I wish you could see my face. I'm smiling <laughs> because that comes up all the time. Um, yeah, as proud as uh, men, women, as proud as you may be of your kid's achievement, honestly, your date at this point of the game does not, you know, does does not give a <laughs> blank about they got, you know, first in class. Exactly. In uh,
1: quickly, what if we want to have children or don't plan on having them at all? How do we navigate that?
0: It really depends on the tenor of the relationship. If two people are thinking, okay, there's serious potential here, that's going to come out early on. It could mm-hmm. even come out on the first day. But if you're dating really casually, it doesn't matter.
1: And don't wait until you catch feelings. It's time for a quick break. After the break, we'll be chatting more about dating. When you have children, don't go anywhere.
0: You're listening to the dating and relationship show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca Toronto's news. Today's talk 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back to the dating and relationship show on AM 640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellata, your host with my special guest, Dr. Nancy Lee. We're talking about dating with kids and everything that you need to know. All right, Dr. Nancy, we've talked about bringing up children when you start dating, but what about introducing someone that you've been seeing to your kids? What do you think? Like, when is it appropriate to do this?
0: Take your cues.
1: Because I see people do it right away, and it drives me crazy. Uh, somebody, a guy I know, he always introduces his kids to uh, the new partner, and, and they're, they're dating for three weeks, a month. And I, I just shake my head. <laughs> Never listens. Anyways, go ahead.
0: Um, You really want to take your cues from your kids, their age, their level of understanding, even the situation, what were the circumstances of your, you know, divorce or, you know, death of, you know, of one of their parents. Um, Every situation is really different. In general, it's not the best idea to just jump in with a new person you're dating and bring them into your household, because you don't know if that person is going to be sticking around, especially young kids become really, really attached. Um, So just, you know, the general answer would be waiting. There's never really a downside to waiting. But that said, every every situation is really very different. But you want to use empathy. You want to see, how are my kids feeling? Would this be helpful to them? Or would would this be harmful?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I, I've seen this way too often where the mommy or daddy just starts, always introduces, you know, the new flavor of the month to their children. Um, and it, it just, it never works out well. And it, it really, I feel like there is some sort of damage that happens with, with the kids when that happens. Correct. Dr. Nancy.
0: Kids respond really well to stability. So like you say, I love how you put that if you're bringing in a new flavor of the month, and sometimes it's even of the week, constantly, it feels very unstable for kids, especially for younger kids. Yeah. Um, And also remember, you're you're a role model for your kids. Right. So, you know, you're dating a bunch of people like kids, you know, kids are like sponges. Especially really, I was going to say, especially at younger ages, but honestly, your role, you're even if you think you're not, you're a role model, model, even to teenagers and young adults. Um, so, you know, whatever you're doing dating wise, you are modeling for your children as well. Yeah. So, that's something else to consider. Mm-hmm. And also just remember, you may be really excited about this person and, you know, want to share with your kids or excuse me, sometimes, quote unquote, overshare. Um, but if you get out of your own kind of like your own head and really into just like I said before, what's really best for my kids in this situation? How are they feeling? How are they feeling? Were they? Are they helped by this? Are they hurt by this? Um, you, you may start to look at to look at. The introductions and the timing of introductions really differently.
1: Yes, I agree too. And keep in mind that you may have all these feelings for this new person, but you don't really know them. And two so colors don't typically start showing up until the three month mark. Could be sooner, could be a little later. So I think you you really need to date with intention and take things slow, especially when you have children. Um, Because as Dr. Nancy said, you know, it can be a little uh, detrimental to, you know, the well being of that child, if it happens over and over and over again, and depending on the age of that child. So let's talk about parents that feel guilty, because I've seen this happen as well. Parents start Dating again, they want they're looking for a partner, but they've this, this guilt tends to settle in. How do you deal with this if, if you are experiencing this as a parent?
0: Think about project to when your kids go out of the house and they themselves are dating and finding life partners. And you're on your own. Just, you know, think about that in your mind. You're, um, you know, everybody is entitled to a loving, happy life, happy relationship with somebody that lifts us up. So, you know, looking at guilt psychologically, once again, guilt can be motivating as in when we're doing something really wrong, Um, you know, (laughs) something that comes to mind might be cheating. That's a whole other show, but, you know, guilt then would be a motivator to stop cheating. Right. But guilt about doing something that is actually beneficial in your life, finding a partner, you, you want to reassess the guilt and think, you know, what is, is this, this guilt really isn't motivating me to do anything, um, you know, more beneficial than what I'm doing, but what it might motivate you to do is think about how to, you know, how to integrate your kids into your, um, into your choices. So, and that may be some conversations that may be managing your time in a way that you're sure that you're giving, you know, you're giving your kids time as well. So, Um, Yeah, really look at what is what is my guilt telling me?
1: Yes. And what if your child is having an issue with you getting back out there again and the child is actually making you feel guilty? I I mean, I think it's important to sit them down and have a, a conversation with them and let them know. And you can correct me here, but let them know that mommy and daddy still or mommy or daddy still love you very, very much. But uh, let's just say mommy, because I'm a girl. (laughs) But mommy also deserves to be happy. And it's not going to take away from my relationship with you. But you know, I would like to start dating again, because one day you are going to be going off and having your own life. And then mommy is going to be here all by herself. And I mean, is there anything we should add to that?
0: I think just the key is reassurance. And you said it, Laura, just reach, you know, and the age of the kid is so important because sometimes the kid just feels um, just like, oh my gosh, you know, somebody else gets mommy's attention, right? Like you could have that with a, you know, with a four-year-old who starts acting out and doesn't really understand why or wouldn't understand a conversation with implications, but just that reassurance, Hey, I love you. You know, I love you. You're my number one. You know, um, this is, this is so-and-so and and you're, you know, we're going to be doing stuff together with him or or her in some cases. Um, Whereas, you know, as a 16 or 17 year old would understand the conversation about, you know what, you're going off to school next year and you know, I'm, I may be, you know, I'm going to be kind of lonely. So I, I, you're going to be dating, mom's going to be dating. So just the common theme, no matter how old your child is, is the reassurance that you love them just the same. And they're number one.
1: Yes, I love all of this. And maybe take baby steps when you're getting to know someone as well. I mean, I'm dating a guy now who, has a 13 year old. And although, you know, I'd like to spend more time with him. I know that it's important that when he does get his daughter, that he does spend some time alone with her, because I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the child and I'm thinking, how would she be feeling right now? Like Laura is taking up all my, you know, time with my dad and I don't have any time left with him alone. So I, I do take that into consideration. And so, uh, I, I think You guys should, too.
0: I wish more people were like you, especially like, <laughs> honestly, like more women. Um, so, yeah, in counseling, I speak to, you know, obviously I counsel. I'm a psychologist. I see men as well as women. And something that just keeps happening with um, that. Men are talking to me about is that they're dating women and that the, the, the women are like forcing a choice. So they're, they're almost, it's like these women, I said, almost, but it's not almost they're jealous of time that the men are spending with their kids and they're, and especially daughters, which is very interesting. And they're like forcing a choice like me or her, please don't do that. Like ladies do not do that. It speaks to your character and men, you know, I, I typically don't give blanket quote unquote advice. But if this resonates with you, if you're dating somebody like that, you may want to reconsider the relationship. Um, can I can I give you an anecdote, Laura? Oh, sure. OK, um, I actually talk about this in my book, but I was counseling a guy and he thought that he was absolutely, you know, dating the one. He did everything, quote unquote, right. He waited. To, he had three kids, um, waited, you know, waited to bring her into the fold to meet his kids. Um, she had, she had never had any kids. She just was one of these people that just doesn't like dogs and babies. It just is what it is. Um, but she was extremely like, like that is not what she told him. She would be telling him, you know, Oh, I love, like, I love kids and I can't wait to meet your kids. Um, but anyway, flash forward when she finally did meet the kids she treated them just really terribly. So when he was, when he was, and and the kids' ages ranged from about eight to 15. So when they did things together, she was very kind of like fake nice. So it was obviously insincere, disingenuous. disingenuous. But when she was alone with the kids, it was like a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: and finally, it just, it finally, it just, came out and they actually did a couple session with me where it came out that she thought he would want to hear that she loved kids and this, but she, she, she finally fessed up that she really doesn't. Um, So I absolutely wish more women had your attitude.
1: Uh, I agree with that. I I also know a woman well, I I have a friend who dated a woman who had two children of her own young children, and she wanted him to help raise her children. But his his children that were teenagers, um, she slowly started to, you know, um, break them apart. You know, he'd have them let's say five days a week. And then it became every weekend only. Then it became every second weekend. And she always had an issue when it came to doing things with his kids. And I I couldn't even believe that this person would, like my friend would put up with this behavior. Like it was like horrible. And they're not together anymore, of course, course. because these issues didn't go away. I mean, I could sit here and go on and on about it, but we're not going to. (laughs) Um, So I just want to say, too, there is nothing to be jealous about. You will always um, have a different relationship with your partner that they will have with their children. It's a totally different relationship. So please take jealousy out of the equation.
0: Right. And even I'm going to add something. Even you can go to the other end. There's a beauty in bringing people and young people who are close into your life at the other end of the spectrum, I've seen such wonderful blended families and relationships um, with, you know, blended families and parent you know, step parents and things. So yeah, just um, remember that there's a, there's a beauty and just a a life affirming beauty in blending. I'm not necessarily saying they're at the marriage, but even just dating somebody, getting to know their kids, bringing them into into your life in a really sincere way as well.
1: We're going to stop now to take a quick break. After the break, we'll be turning the conversation to step parents and common issues they face.
0: Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca. Toronto's news, today's talk, 640 Toronto.
1: You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca, joined by my guest, psychologist Dr. Nancy Lee. And today we're talking about, uh, you know, stepchildren Children dating with children uh, step. step. Oh my God. I'm out to lunch today, guys. I'm sorry. Okay. 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 This'll be good. (laughs) Welcome back to the dating and relationship show on AM640. I'm Laura Velada from singleinthecity.ca joined by my guest psychologist, Dr. Nancy Lee. Uh, I want to turn the conversation now to step parents uh, and common issues that they face. So This one is all too common, okay? You start seeing someone new, things are going great, and you get introduced to the kids. Now, here's where the problems start. The kids don't like you. No, for whatever reason, they don't like you. You could be the first one after the marriage ended. Uh, They don't like anybody who comes into the picture, or they just don't get a good vibe from you, okay? What do you do in this situation, Dr. Nancy?
0: It's such a great question. And I especially love the way you put together like some potential reasons for it because the reasons are going to be really important. If you are genuinely a good, decent person, um, and the kids are coming from a place of just they would not like whomever stepped into their household taking, you know, mommy's role, um, then the re the re, the reassurance becomes really important from their parent. Like this is, you know, this person is not taking your mother's place. Um, this, you know, just really kids do well with repetition. We, you know, as adults, we may need to hear something once, twice and we get it, but especially where reassurance is reassurance is applicable, depending on the age of the kids, they may have to hear this 20 times. This person is not taking your mother's role, not for you and not, in fact, not for me either. So that might be one solution if they're coming in already with like a very, you know, negative attitude, not wanting to like whoever comes into the picture. If they, you know, if they are really looking at, you know, some attributes of the person, like there's something that they really don't like you may want to consider that and talk to them, especially with older kids, because just like in the example I gave you before, the kids were able to like pick up that this was not really. How, how can I put this kindly? Not really the best person. Right. Um, and it wasn't the best person for their dad by any means. In fact, their dad dodged a bullet. So that's almost like an extreme example where. Um, yeah, like there may be something just not quite right. And, and remember that term, this is another show, love is blind. So where, you know, you may be blinded to, you know, this person's character. Um, And of course, then there's, there's everything in between. Um, I was recently counseling somebody without getting into this, you know, too, too much, but where his, actually the, the woman he was dating. So her adult daughter, when I'm saying adult daughter, I'm talking about a daughter. I think she was about 40 with her own children, basically falsely accused him of molesting her, you know, one of her children. It was completely, this was vetted out. It was completely false. So that's a really extreme example Mm. Um, But it, you know, it really, I I think you really do want to listen to your kids to navigate. Every situation can be different. There are commonalities, but you, you want to respect your kids. Empathy is so important, whether it's a romantic relationship or with your family. So empathy is putting ourselves in somebody else's shoes emotionally and trying to look at things from their point of view. That's so important with kids.
1: Yeah, I, that's a tough situation uh, that would be to be in. I'm glad I'm not in that situation. <laughs> okay, <Right>. so <laughs> on the other side of this, is it normal to not like your stepkids? We may not get along with our own kids. We, we may not like our siblings. So is it normal to not like your stepkids? What do you think? The, the word
0: normal is loaded, right? Is it common? Common. Not to like, is it? Yeah, the, yeah. You know, normal is all over the map, right? Is it common? Sure, common, sure. Yeah, common. I, I think, you know, it's it would be a really interesting survey, which will probably never be done. Just anecdotally, as a psychologist, I see it all over the map. I see people coming in and no, they just, um, not necessarily all their stepkids, but maybe there's one that rubs them the wrong way or they're having issues with, uh, but I see it the other way too, where it's just um, hey, like these, I wish these were, yeah, not I wish these were, but wow, these, these, these kids are behaving a lot better than you know my quote unquote own biological kids. So it's common, but but it's also very common to be um, I don't want to necessarily necessarily say in love with, but to really, really grow to love and to really respect and care for. Um your partner's kids as well.
1: Yes, I agree with that. And uh, all right. But what do you do do if you're doing all that? You're trying your hardest. You really are. Maybe you're buying them things. Uh, Maybe you're going out of your way for them. You just want to support them as much as you can. But you feel like they're ruining your relationship. Is there anything that you can do to fix this?
0: I think just really, again, empathy becomes so paramount. Try to just talk to them, really understand them, get to know them, see where they're coming from. Definitely don't go into it with an attitude that's already antagonistic because that's not going to go anywhere. Um, Kids of all ages want to be understood. And even if you are not understanding them, conversations, hey, help me understand how you're feeling empathize with them is this hard for you know you take them by surprise is me coming into your dad's life tough for you? Um, just oh, like really t- really talk to them.
1: almost put them well you're ne- kind of putting them on the spot a little bit.
0: you could be and that's a good point Laura. so I think definitely you know not ambushing them with these questions but really let's spend some time together. let's you know let's get to let's let's be with one another.
1: And what would the conversation look like if the parent wanted to try to fix this? And we have about 30 seconds.
0: The, the word fix is really tricky because it implies that there's some sort of like a ready solution, more of a process, just the spending time together, the really communicating, empathizing, addressing questions, um, not, you know, definitely, yeah, addressing questions and addressing issues. The more people let things slide, the worse they tend to become.
1: We'll be right back, guys. It's time for one last quick break, and then we will be discussing parenting tips for parents and step-parents.
0: From singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto.
1: Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm Laura Bellotto from singleinthecity.ca with Dr. Nancy Lee. I'm getting back to our discussion now and uh, we are going to be chatting um, or giving tips to parents and step-parents to help form better relationships. So we all know, right, Dr. Nancy Lee, that uh, parenting is not easy. And when you're dating again, you want to make sure that you still focus on your children. So how can you parent in a way that will help kids thrive in relationships?
0: The most powerful thing that I have learned in the course of my practice, my research, my studies, so drum roll here, is is really trying to understand your kids and showing them that you're doing that. Um, okay, so let's just take a scenario where somebody has two teenagers, right? So teenagers are all about you don't get it, you don't get me, oh, you never understand. Like they're they're really trying to assert their independence from their parents. That's that's the adolescent time. It becomes so powerful for you just to say, you know what, you're right, I don't get it, but help me understand. Honestly, sometimes it's tangible. They'll just look at you like, wait, what did you just say? Um, everybody, I mean, even adults, what we really want to be understood. When we experience that somebody close to us is trying to understand us, see us get into our mind, the, the, the whole experience shifts. We feel closer to that person. We respect that person. We also feel loved. It's very interesting because I talk about this, too, in the context of dating and empathy. Where we start showing empathy for somebody we're dating, our whole relationship can basically take a shift forward. You know, and, and again, as a psychologist, sometimes I hear like I don't understand the person. I'm like, well, you know what? That's okay, But let them know that you're trying to understand them. Um, And that just opens up. It just opens up almost like this whole powerful new world.
1: Great advice. Now, this is common. Okay, so stepkids, they do something that you don't like, you don't approve of. Or let's say they're just being lazy. They don't want to lift a finger around the house and you feel more like a slave in the home than anything. And it's driving you crazy. So that's just an example. Now, you know, if you say something to the child it's going to drive a wedge between you guys. Okay. Um, so how do you approach this? Should you be approaching them or should you speak or should your partner be speaking to them?
0: So it's funny, Laura, it's funny, that example, I'm smiling because I have <laughs> sons, two sons. And I remember there when they were teenagers and <laughs> it used to drive like, hello, I I am not a the neatest person in the world. But that said, sometimes their rooms would drive me a little bit crazy. But there's a difference between me going to my sons and being like, come on, guys, get it together. And were I to say that to stepchildren, where, you know, that step, it's a little bit one step removed. In that case, what you would probably want to do is just navigate it a little bit with a little bit, um, a little bit more you know, kid gloves, so to speak. So you may start with, hey, you know, maybe a good idea like would be to have, you know, say family meetings once a week where we all talk about stuff, right? Um, And this would be, you know, a joint decision with you and your partner. Um, Depending on the look, some people do have that closeness with their stepkids where there'd be no problem saying that, like, hey, come on, like people get it together, right? Uh, But not everybody does have that relationship where it would just be like accepted. Um, So you do, you may, you, you, you do want to address that. You don't want to just, you know, address versus repress, right? You don't want to just be like, okay, I'm going to have to like put up with this. Uh, But you want to make sure that, you know, you're being, you know, you're being reasonable. Once you realize that you are, then just see how to best open the communication lines.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah that 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 one there can be a very difficult one I mean I've been in that situation before and I I never addressed anything myself but I would go to my partner and say hey listen can you have a conversation with them about this because exactly I really didn't want to drive this wedge between us and I knew that as you know as soon as I asked them to do something that It would be like, oh, the evil stepmom or, you know,
0: (laughs) but you did, but I never wanted to be
1: the evil stepmommy,
0: but, but your instincts were right on. It's exactly that you, you were the no pun intended, but the one step removed instead of going directly to the kids where you didn't want to like fall into that trope, right? The evil step, that archetype, the evil stepmom, you, you know, you went to your partner like, hey, you know, this is, look, can we talk about this? Right. And again, I know you, Laura, and I know that you are really reasonable, but that's why I also say, you know, the first step would be to just, you know, within yourself, like say, wait a minute, is this, you know, is this something reasonable, right? So it may be reasonable to have, you know, an eight-year-old make their bed, but it may not be reasonable to have, um, you know, the 8 year old vacuuming the entire house. I, I, it sounds like I, it sounds like I'm exaggerating but I was counseling somebody in this situation.
1: So oh my goodness no I, I, I think eight is way too young for that for sure. Uh, and I guess it, too it depends on the ages of the children because exactly. sometimes when the children are very young and you're coming in with, with in that mommy role you know things may be a little different. You may feel a little more comfortable because they're growing up with you to say, hey, pick up after yourself, you know, um, <laughs> is there ever a time where it's a good idea to coach your partner on how to deal with their kids?
0: <laughs> like from day one? No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> you know, there's, I, I think, look, it is, it is a part that the word coach, you, you're going to have those conversations, they're just going to come up, it's part of life. I I wouldn't look at it so much as like coaching, but just as conversations you're going to be having, just like, you know, your partner is going to be, what do we talk about? Um, I'm going to throw sex in the mix, but, you know, sex, work, um, kids, right. You're going to be talking about, you know, your partner is going to be talking and venting about their work and we're going to be making suggestions. It's going to be the same about
1: one's kids. Thank you again for joining us for this week's episode of the Dating and Relationship Show. Dr. Nancy, always a pleasure. Where can people connect with you um, if they'd like to chat with you further or get a copy of your amazing book?
0: Oh, absolutely. And thank you, Laura, once again for having me. So, my book, Don't Sleep With Him Yet A Badass Guide to Dating and 10 Empowering Steps, is on Amazon. Um, a lot of I'm in LA, so Barnes and Noble and um, all the Barnes and Noble carry it as well or online. My website is dr for dr. nancylee.com. Um, I'm also on Instagram at drnancylee. I'm a clubhouse at dr drnancylee as well. So um, yeah. And by the way, if you go to my website, um, you can you can find out more about my services and there's a whole section on my book where you can actually scroll through the chapters. So um, yeah, please, please contact me. I love
1: hearing from people. Thank you. And if you want to chat more or you're looking for love, visit singleinthecity.ca. If you're looking for dating advice, follow me on Instagram and TikTok official Laura Bellata. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Ciao for now.